Hey everybody and welcome to episode 108 of How I Built It. Today my guest is Chris Bintliff of Not Really Rocket Science. Uh, Chris is one of the first episodes I wanted to get out for this year because we are talking about his course, The Automated Consultant. And as many of you know, I spent a good portion of 2018 trying to automate a lot of my tasks. Well, in this episode, Chris goes all out and tells us about, you know, how he chose the tools that he wants to use and how he automates everything. So uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I met Chris at Cabo Press uh, and he is a charismatic and really helpful and really passionate guy. So I was really happy to get him on the show. We'll get to his interview in a minute. But first, a word from our sponsors. This season is brought to you by Plesk. Do you spend too much time doing server admin work and not enough time building websites? Plesk helps you manage servers, websites, and customers in one dashboard, helping you do those tasks up to 10 times faster than manually coding everything. As someone who just spent a bunch of time finding the right tools and automations to save myself time, I can tell you that Plesk is invaluable. And you can try Plesk for free today at plesk.com slash build. That's P-L-E-S-K dot com slash build. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Castos. Castos is a podcast hosting platform built specifically for WordPress. Their seriously simple podcasting plugin lets you manage all of your episodes and podcast RSS feed right from your WordPress site, but have your files hosted on a dedicated media hosting platform. I really love how the Castos team takes a common sense approach to their pricing too. You can create as many episodes and podcasts as you want. You don't have to worry about how much storage you're using or silly bandwidth restrictions. And if you're like me and already have a ton of episodes from an old host, they've got you covered there too. Castos will import all of your podcast content into their platform completely free of charge. It is literally one click of a button. The Castos team has put together a really special opportunity for listeners of this show. They're giving away their most popular package, the YouTube republishing tier, where they automatically convert your audio files into a video format and publish them right to YouTube, completely free for one listener. For a chance to win, tweet at me, at jcasabona, and at Castos HQ, and tell us why you think you should win this free year of Castos hosting. On February 1st, 2019, they'll pick one winner to get this $340 package completely for free. Thanks so much to the Castos team for sponsoring today's episode. Chris Bintliff, founder and instigator of Not Really Rocket Science and teacher of the course, The Automated Consultant. How are you today? Great, Joe. How are you? I am fantastic. I add I added the to the beginning of automated consultant. Are you uh, particular about that? I know some people are. Uh, I think that the course is called the automated consultant because I All want right. people to feel like they are uh, a, adopting a title. They are adopting a persona of being a consultant that is automated. So I think that's appropriate. Excellent. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Chris and I met uh, at an event called Cabo Press. Yes. Uh, yes, it was uh, excellent. And I'm, I've raved about this on the show already. 
uh, we're doing like a little mini series of people I met at Cabo Press. And Ooh, so, cool. yeah. And so Chris is one of those people. But uh, let's, um, so we're going to talk mostly about your course, but why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about who you are and what you do? All right. Uh, I'm uh, near Madison, Wisconsin, and I am a career digitalist, which means I've been doing something with the internet since I was uh, in my late teens or early 20s. I think I got my first domain name in 2000 or 2001 as a gift from a friend, and I didn't even know what to do with it at the time, but I just thought it was so exciting. It was this renegade, crazy time for the internet. And uh, <laughs> Uh, built my first web pages by reverse engineering some of the bands that I liked. I would just hijack the code and then like, oh, look, that must mean that's where images go. So it was a very sort of learn as you go kind of thing. And here I am uh, all these years later and I work with great big companies that we've all heard of and small businesses and consultants and medium-sized uh, companies. And I've got an agency model where we kind of have a, a whole a whole holistic approach to marketing and to creative that goes into it. And uh, so I've got soft spots for business leaders, for executives, for marketing professionals who are trying to do something unique and interesting with their great big company. But I also have a lot of, uh, a lot of affinity for the consultant and for the freelancer and for the solopreneur who's trying to just make it go because I get it. I've been there. I've, I've, I've worn that hat. I still wear it every day. I'm still figuring things out every day. So um, my energies are spent between making my business run and go and thinking about whatever the next thing is for me and thinking about whatever the next thing is for Not Really Rocket Science and for the agency. And somehow that led us to Cabo Press, which means you and I are sharing space this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, so I love what you said there career digitalist. It sounds like we started uh, around the same time. I made my first website in 2001, 2002, around that time. Uh, but I didn't buy my first, all of my domains were like whatever.cjb.net, uh, which was like, I don't know. Like you said, it was just like the Wild West in yeah, the man. 2000s. Um, people were just doing whatever. Um, and so uh, I, I like that we, you know, I feel like we had a very similar path. I looked at people's websites and modified their code. And that's how I thought things were done. And, uh, you know, now all of these years later, like you said, we are here and we're talking about, um, so we're talking about mainly, uh, your course, the automated consultants. Um, and how did you, how did you come up with this idea? Like what made you want to create this course? What's the course about? So the course, the course was built in response to real world pain and pressure, which is, uh, which was my own. So I had a particularly busy month, normally a couple of clients a month. I had like eight in the matter of three weeks. And there's a process that any of us as, as, uh, business people go through, whether you're a business leader or whether you're a solopreneur or whatever, there's a process to onboarding a brand new client. Everything from, let me do an intake to understand what's important to them and what their pain points are and how I might be able to help them solve or understand their problem all the way from, from sort of that first capture of, hey, they want to have a conversation with me. Maybe that's an email form or a scheduled something in your Calendly or your calendar, whatever. All the way through to, hey, they're going to be a paying customer. They're going to, they're going to, I need to put them in my project management. I need to put them in my invoicing software. I don't have a team of like five people around me to make this happen. I have me. And so that process was fine when it was, not uh, at volume. 
So when it was like a person or two, but as soon as I had this influx of people come in one month, I realized just how much it sucked because it was these repetitive processes, small, tedious, unimportant, that's not true, important, but uninteresting processes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that kind of guy. I'm a creative dude. I'm a strategist. I'm a visionary. I'm a pixel pusher. Sometimes like I'm a person who wants to get in and start doing things. I am not a logistician. I am not an administrator. And so these were not interesting tasks to me. And I found everything from like, wow, it takes, takes a long time to write that email that's very similar to the other email that I've written before. That took six minutes, all the way to the 30 seconds that it's taking me to continually copy and paste this customer's name into this invoicing software, and then this time tracking software, and then this, and then this, all these tiny little things were a huge headache. And it was taking me a significant amount of time. So I started to map this process out because I started thinking, well, I got to hire somebody to deal with this. I'm not going to do this. I can't scale this. This isn't interesting to me. And I I got better ways to spend my time. So I started mapping this process out. And in doing that, I found a few weaknesses in it. So a few gaps. So I filled those gaps and then I kind of had this process where I thought, all right, so, so I'm going to connect with a virtual assistant or I asked some of my clients who are consultants, what do you do? Oh, I hire this person, whatever, a few hours a month or week or whatever. And for some reason, I hadn't, I had overlooked the obvious, which is I'm an automation expert. So I said, I'm going to science the shit out of this thing. So <laughs> I just started to kind of peel back these steps and thought, well, how can I automate them? So I built this automated infrastructure that takes care of just about, it's 98% Chris free. Everything from the first time that somebody schedules a conversation with me, which that's the most qualified lead that I get. So if they fill out a Calendly form, almost everything else is happening through a series of Zapier automations so that they get an automated email, they get plugged into here and there, they get plugged into Pipedrive, my CRM. All I have to do is show up for the discovery conversation. They go to this really great intake form that asks them, what are they interested in? What are they struggling with? And depending on their answers, I use type form and there's a logic that, so if they say they're interested in apples and bananas, but not kiwis and pears, they won't see anything about kiwis and pears. They're only going to see questions about apples and bananas. Mm -hmm. All this stuff happens. And by the time it gets to me and ready for me to have my discovery conversation, I basically just have this dossier of awesome that I can reference. I have the conversation. And then if the outcome of that conversation is, why don't I work up a proposal for you? Uh, all of these steps are automated so that now all I need to do is go in and write the proposal. The customer information goes automatically into my proposal platform. I write the proposal with thoughtful, uh, you know, intelligence and if they click their big red button to accept the proposal, uh, then they come into my onboarding. So they go into Basecamp, they go into my time tracker harvest, they go into Wave, my invoicing. All these things happen so that I don't have to open Wave, put in their information. I just need to create the, the first invoice or I just need to press start on the project because it all was already automated inside of Wave. So all these really cool steps that are uh, a big headache to deal with manually and with, you know, this sort of tedious attention to detail. It just happens. And um, it's been such a time saver. I found, Joe, that when I built it, I wondered how much time I was spending on this stuff. So I, I, I started to kind of calculate it and I was shocked. And then I 
got super nerdy and reverse engineered. Well, all right. So, and then my hourly rate is X. And so I'm spending X amount of time times, whatever I did also, you know, long division to figure out what am I spending a year? And for me, it was thousands of dollars a year on these tiny little tasks that aren't interesting. So, uh, it's been this really great time saver. I showed it to some clients and they're like, what? This is crazy. Build it for me. So then I thought, well, I'm just going to build a course and teach other consultants or solopreneurs or entrepreneurs or whoever. Uh, if they're brand new to Zapier, they're kind of new to automation or they're, they're struggling with the same thing. It doesn't need to be this, this way. I had so many people that I ran this by say, oh, I just, I don't even know what I'd do with that. Like people just sort of don't solve this problem until it comes up. And I didn't want to be that person anymore. So here we are. We have the automated consultant, which is just a series of sophisticated workflows to take care of these weird little management tasks. Yeah. So I, I like a lot of what you said there. So we're going to parse this out a little bit. And, and um, you, you kind of uh, ended the way you started, right? You, you found these little tasks that were taking up a bunch of time and then you went and figured out how much money this was actually costing you. Right. It's yeah. like, it's like if, uh, if you have, let's say four kids, you're not going to drive them all to school individually. Right. Because now you're losing time and gas, uh, driving them all back and forth to school. You want to try to do as much as efficiently as possible. Right. Or if you can drive them to school, Hey, uh, the the bus will take them to school or whatever, right? So, right. um, you're you're doing the you're you figured out what tasks you don't need to personally touch, um, and then you automated them. Is that is that about right? Yes, and efficiency was a big a big part of it. So it it got to be like a game. After I realized I was going to automate this, I started to look at the problem differently and and started to think, wow. So where can I save steps, create convenience, create opportunity. Where can I make this easier for me? And then, and we can talk about this in a minute. Then I thought, so this is super cool for me. How can I do something with this so that my client, my prospect is directly benefiting? Uh, what can I do with any of this process or the data that I'm storing with any of this process um, so that my client can benefit. So that added this whole new angle onto the automated consultant where it was just for my benefit. And then it sort of transformed into the side effect was my benefit, but the real delight came in being able to deliver something unique and different to my customer, to my client, as a result of the things that I was already doing inside of the automation. Wow, that's that's fantastic, and I like what I like what you said there about it. Kind of became a game, um, and so um, as we're talking about this, I want everybody at home who is listening to to think about this. This is a thought exercise that you did. This is a thought exercise that when I started to automate more, I did. I just made a list of all the things that I do that somebody else can do, yeah. right? And so let's say we have this list. Uh, I like to ask what kind of research you did and you were solving your own problem, but there's lots of tools out there that either uh, really help automation or that accept uh, the ability to be automated. So 
When you're trying to figure out what tools you should use, what kind of research did you do? Like, what did you look for in those tools? So for me, this stuff has to be, I'm looking always for easy and elegant. So Pipedrive is my CRM. And if you're not familiar with Pipedrive, it's like the opposite of Salesforce. It's, it's the <laughs> least bloated thing ever. And it lets you create your own uh, funnels. So you can name them how you want. I've, I have, I've, when I was doing research, I found some people were using Pipedrive to manage um, hiring processes, like has received this, demonstrated emotional uh, IQ in that. And if they move to the next step, then they move to the next part of the funnel. And so it doesn't need to be necessarily a sales funnel. So it was great because I could automate, I could create my sales funnel to be, um, uh, has scheduled a Calendly. And then I think the next uh, stage of my funnel is, is ready for a conversation, meaning they filled out their intake form. So they're ready for a conversation with me. And then it's ready for proposal. So it's, it's custom. It's specific to the needs that I want and not just, you know, uh, needs assessed, decision, uh, responding to needs, th- things that weren't necessarily relevant to what I was after. And, and so I'm always looking when I'm use, looking at the tools that I pick for my own workflow, they have to, they have to complement my philosophical sort of approach to simplicity, minimalism. I don't need a bunch of bloat. Harvest, for instance, is my time tracking app because that's like all it does. And if you want to, you can go in and do more things and you can bolt on something called forecast so you can kind of see what the future looks like. But I don't need something that's super clever. I just need something that's really good at the one thing that it does. And so, yeah, I think, I think you make a good point, Joe, that you can get into a platform of some kind that probably does six of these steps all by itself, but is so cumbersome to learn and such a monster to, uh, to use and probably super unaffordable because the bigger it is, the more expensive it gets. So instead, I just picked what's the right tool for this particular job and then does it integrate? And many of these tools I was already using and some of them was just a quick, oh, I, if, I had a, if I had my CRM do this, so I'm going to look into that and then I could just choose the right form. So that's some of the research that I did was just how, how can the tool support what I want to do? Not whatever I want to do is there, do I need to adapt that to a tool, modify my expectations or my behaviors for the tool? Yeah, and, and that makes sense, right? Because you want, especially like, you know, like you said, solopreneurs, people who are out on their own freelancing, like we're not putting together a committee of people to vote on the most comprehensive tool like you see in higher ed institutions or big enterprises. Right. We want the thing that will take us the least amount of time to learn. And um, if, if I try Harvest and I realize Harvest isn't for me, I blew an hour figuring that out because Harvest only had me try one thing. As and you're so to, much smarter for it. Like now you know exactly what you don't want to see. So you're ready to go to the next thing, you know, and be able to check that off and be able to say, oh, I'm smarter for having tried harvest at minimal cost to my yeah. time or my wallet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, conversely, like people speak very highly of HubSpot. I spent a lot of try- time trying to use HubSpot as my CRM and it just wasn't working for me for whatever reason. Like their mobile app is sucks. Uh, and like it just that didn't work for me. And so I have, I was annoyed that I spent like two weeks or three weeks trying to make this work for me when really like a Trello board or, or you yeah. know, whatever workflow I'm using for managing my contacts now is, is much better for my purposes. Right. And so I like what you said about finding the, the right tool that works for you um, and, and having something that's really focused there. 
And what I think that lets you do then is start to think creatively. I hate it when, and I'm sure you can, you can, you know, that this resonates with you. I hate when I've got big ideas and I'm stuck with what needs to be obvious, but isn't obvious to me because maybe I'm an idiot, but probably it's because the user experience of this thing isn't what it should Mm -hmm. be. And I can't stand it when I get into a, a piece of technology that is harder than it should be or more obtuse or abstract than it should be. And now I can't get done the thing that I want to get done without resorting to 10 YouTube videos and six blog posts and, you know, having to learn. I, I wasn't, that's part of why I built the automated consultant. Cause it was like, look, I've done this now. Let me show you how to do it. And if you want to do exactly what I do using exactly my suite of, of solutions, that's cool. You can do that. Or, just pay attention to the way I'm doing things and then fill in what works for you. Cause I'm going to teach you the essentials and the basics and stop after two steps. If that's all you need or stop after three steps, if that's all you need, you don't need to do all eight steps if that's not what you need. But I wanted a way that people could get in and get out. I think the whole course, if you take it is like less than an hour. I just wanted people to get in and get out and be better for it on the other side, because that's what I was looking for when I was trying to build this thing. It was one of those like, I've been suffering with this long enough. I'm just going to build this thing now. And once it's built, it's going to do its job for me all the time, which is great. I never need to think about this again. And then let me teach some other people how this could be cool for them. I love that. That's a very software engineering approach, right? Or a dry approach. Don't repeat yourself. You take the repeatable tasks uh, and then you um, you automate them and, and they get done, but you don't have to keep doing them. And um, not to beat a dead horse on this, but I've been thinking about this a lot lately as we record this episode because all of the tools, most of the tools that I chose for 2018 are just not working for me. Like I bought it. Yeah. It's just like I bought a piece. I cheaped out and I bought a PC to do my video editing and it's just not working for me. And uh, I bought like the cheap MacBook Pro and it's not working for me. And I switched from FreshBooks to QuickBooks and it is not working for me. And so... (laughs) I'm buying an iMac Pro very soon, like uh, like very soon. Uh, I'm switching back to FreshBooks for 2019, uh, and and so it's very frustrating. But but when you figure it out, it is super rewarding. You know, I think our man Chris Lemma he he posted something. He was at somewhere this week. I saw a picture on on Twitter, and he was wearing a T-shirt that said something like, "If you think it's." expensive to hire a pro wait until you hire an amateur or something like that. And it was awesome. And, and yeah, man, that's, I think those are usually tough lessons learned and they often come with uh, maturity in our field or in our endeavor, like, you know, podcasting for you as it's been for the last couple of years. And now you've kind of refined your way of thinking about it and what your needs are and whatever, but we almost all always at some point in our lives or careers, we try the inferior thing to see if we can get away with it or get by with it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of when that's ever worked out for me. I mean, I'm the same as you. And now I don't even, it's just like, yeah, give me the thing that's going to solve the problems. and It's going to hurt to have to buy, but I know I'm going to be better or not have to deal with this again, or it won't be such a struggle or whatever. And, and, and yeah, that's tough. That's tough, Joe. I've been there too, you know, where you're trying to find the thing that's going to work because you've got big ideas and it just doesn't work. And then how much time do you waste on that? It's so exhausting. This episode is brought to you by Pantheon. 
starting a new project, looking for a better hosting platform. Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build, launch, and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for your WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. You can sign up a new site in minutes with a free account. You only pay when it goes live. That is my second favorite feature to Pantheon, only to the easy ability to create dev staging and live servers and push to GitHub. It's very easy to set those things up on Pantheon. So you can head over to Pantheon.io today again to set up a free account. Pay only when it goes live. Thanks so much to Pantheon for their support of this episode and this season of How I Built It. It's not that I spend two grand on a machine and now I'm going to sell that for half of half price and get a, a machine that costs two times. That's whatever. That's tools of the trade. That's the cost of upgrading. What annoys me the most is all of the lost hours from yep. the faulty tools that made me lose work from trying to get my workflow that I had on my Mac just right on the PC. Uh, and so, and that's, and that's really why we're talking about this, right? Because your course and, and the journey that we've taken throughout the last few years have taken us to a place where we understand there are things that we can automate so we can better spend our time in other places, right? Yes, which is my favorite part about automation is, and I say this all the time, it lets work get done when work needs to get done, which might be when I'm sleeping. It might be when I'm working. The automated consultant uh, showed itself to me yesterday when I was head down, focused, working on something, and I got a text on my watch from Zapier letting me know I have a new conversation scheduled check my email for the details. And I set that up as part of the automated consultant just so I wouldn't miss an important email coming through uh, because of whatever tech snafus, I gave you the wrong email address somehow mm -hmm. for this very <laughs> session. And you and I spent the morning in direct messages just trying to get me where I needed to be. That's the kind of stuff that my human error I don't want to get in, the way, in my own way with that when a business opportunity is coming up. So that's part of why I automated that, but I want to tell you too, Joe, about this angle that I took with um, how I could then impact my customers uh, with this thing. So I, I mentioned all these steps in this process and this workflow, but I'm always conditioned to think, I'm always trying to think, how can I take whatever I'm doing and, and just turn it four degrees so that I'm delighting my customers? Is there any opportunity for me to do something exceptional here in this space? Because I'm always thinking and I'm coaching the sales teams that I work with or the marketing teams that I work with. Imagine that they sit me next to Joe and we're both perfectly qualified for whatever this opportunity is, this job, this task, this, this campaign. I want them to look at me and say, Joe is really cool, but I love the way Chris did X. I want to find something that makes me unique or sets me apart. So, as part of this whole automation, as part of this whole process, I mentioned Typeform. When they go into Typeform and they choose apples and bananas, but they don't choose kiwis and pears, I store that data inside of Drip, which is my marketing automation platform, my email automation platform. I store that, just those things that they're interested in. 
they tell me they're interested in apples and bananas, I'm going to remember that. And then what happens between the conversation when I promise I'm going to send her a proposal, give me three or four or five days. I started to really look at that span of time because that's a really tender kind of fragile time if you think about it. Because up until then, somebody comes to your website and they pour over your website and they watch all your videos, they read all your blog posts, whatever. And they really are, they're totally picking up what you're putting down. And they've got a lot of energy and inertia about this. They, they click a button to schedule a conversation with you or they subscribe to your newsletter or they, um, they send an email form or whatever. But think about that moment where they're finally taking an action. They've got enthusiasm and excitement about this. They're fired up. Okay, they scheduled something. So now they got a couple days where they're really excited to talk to you. They have this conversation. And now I'm going to say to them, awesome. Thank you for all of this inertia. I'm going to now let it go away. And in three or four days, I'll come back and hope that I'm still on your radar. And I don't know about you, but I've seen lots of opportunities evaporate for whatever reason. People's focus changes, their interests change, business realities quickly change. Something happens where that excitement, we can't pick it back up. So I wanted to address that. So here's what happens, Joe. I use a tool called the right message, which you and I know our friend Brennan Dunn is behind. And I use the data that is stored from what they've shared with me. And I create a custom landing page for my prospect. And this custom landing page is really personalized. And there's an automated email that goes out two days after we have our conversation. So if I move them into ready for proposal in Pipedrive, which is one of like three manual processes in this whole thing, then Drip says, okay, I heard that. In two days, I'm going to send Joe a personalized email. And it's going to say, two days later, hey, Joe, I'm working hard on your proposal. I'm really excited about our next steps. I wanted you to see a, a page I put together of my favorite resources that I've curated just for you. Here it is. And Joe, you get that link. And when you go to it, right message, this platform, this tool that, that, that personalizes the front end experience, looks at the data inside of Drip and pulls it in. And now this page says, Hi, Joe. It's been great to talk to you. I can't wait for our next steps. I've put together some materials that I think are really going to help us have a great conversation or shape the dynamics of this process. And then what I do is I show or hide different content on that landing page, depending on what they told me they're interested in. So they're going to see some uh, downloads and some blog posts just about apples and just about bananas, where our friend Jen, she might come in and see just about pears and just about kiwis. It looks like it was completely handcrafted just for them. So my client, who's not an automation expert, not a digital marketer, not a nerd like me who's always trying to understand how things work, they get a thing that looks like I've been toiling away at giving them even more resources to look at and pour over. So it's kind of like you're really excited about your new Tesla and you can't wait for it to be delivered. So you're just going to like watch YouTube videos about it all night and you're going to like read reviews. I wanted to be the source of those things. So this landing page pops up and now, now the whole dynamic shifts on this thing. So it's no longer just about the problems it solves for me while it is doing that. Now my client gets to benefit from all of this automation in having this totally personalized, relevant experience. So if ever they're comparing me to that other opportunity, that other person who does something similar, they're like, yeah, that, that person was cool, but I can't believe that really cool page Chris sent us with all these cool assets that were completely specifically about apples and bananas. That really sets them apart. I think we're going to go with that dude. 
So that's what really excites me about the automated consultant isn't just the time it saves me, which is huge and significant and I love it, but that without me having to do anything, I'm on the beach, I'm asleep, I'm working on some other project, they get this handcrafted page from me that's completely aligned with their needs or their problems or whatever they want to solve with me while they're waiting for my proposal. It makes it so much more impactful when they get that proposal from me that speaks to the thing that they've been researching or that I've been speaking about. It makes it, it softens uh, the conversation. If, if I come in maybe a little higher than they thought, maybe a little more involved than they thought, the credibility is there that says this dude thinks about this stuff. This dude is creating this stuff. He's clearly a resource for us to pay attention to. He's not just somebody who's hoping we buy his thing. He spends his time on this. This is what he crafts every day, every, uh, every night in and out. Let's pay attention. So that's what I'm super excited about with the automated consultant is this sort of two perspective approach. One is super helpful to me, but then how do I take that, turn it four degrees and be super helpful to my prospects? Man, that is, there's a lot of great information there. And we started talking about the title question a little bit, which is how did you build it, right? You talked about how you built this process, this onboarding process to, like you said, wow and delight uh, your customers. And so um, you have this course and I'm looking at it uh, and and you mentioned that you have like the long version and the short version, you know, like the implementation and then the idea behind the implementation. Um, what did you what did you do to put this course together? Did you apply some of what you're talking about to your students? You know, is that is, like we're gonna maybe talk a little bit about how the sausage gets made here, maybe? But uh, how did you put this course together? Yeah, so that's that's a great question. Uh, let me see if I can get to the heart of some of it. So the course is built in a, a platform called Podia. And I will tell you exactly what happens with this is when someone comes in, the, the, the website or the landing page, automatedconsultant.io, the first thing you have up there is a calculator. I told you how much time I thought I was wasting on this stuff. So I wanted you to know what you were wasting. Um, so you can plug in some stuff. It's not gated. And you can see this is how much money it's costing you to have these weird little processes. It's a kind of a fun, easy little thing. It takes whatever, maybe 45 seconds. And then I show you what, because I've calculated unscientifically that I think there's like a 75% savings if you automate this stuff. Here's what you could be spending on this stuff. And then if you'd like, I will send you an automated email course that you don't need to buy the automated consultant. This is totally free. You can just give me your, your email stuff and I will send you every day for five days here's how to look at your situation. And we start with, here's how to start to examine your processes and look for weaknesses. Every, so an example is like, do you deal with a lot of PDFs? And this can be for anybody. Like you can be in a, you could run a daycare, you can run a, a, a golf course. Like if you're ever handing out a form and saying to somebody, bring this back to me, my daughter who's 11 is constantly coming back with like field trip forms and I keep like every time I get one, I say out loud to the room in consternation, nerdy of nerdiness, somebody automate this stuff because you're just asking <laughs> me for the same stuff all the time. Yeah. But anywhere that there's an opportunity for human error, anywhere that there's repetitive tasks, anywhere that there's like uh, something that's taking longer than it should and you're having to def move your attention from the thing that you want to focus on over to this weird chore, I walk you through these things. And then for five days, I introduce you to my sweetest of, of software that I like. Uh, I encourage you to look at things this way or that way. And I just give you some coaching. And so if you do nothing else, I think you're a lot better after those five days because you just have a much different grounding 
on this automation. And then I'm going to pitch the course to you. So after those five days, I'm going to pitch a savings to the course. I'm going to give you a discount, but it's a limited time. And all of this is automated. And in fact, it also uses right message. So I'm encouraging you to save some money by jumping into the course now. If you don't do it within a certain amount of days, the automations will know it. And then it will, and I say this in, in, my, in my pitch, I will be happy to take your money tomorrow, but it will be for $50 more than it is today. So you might as well buy this thing today. And uh, all of that is automated. And then once that automation is done, you are in my system, which is not something, it's something I, I carefully nurture and, cult, and cultivate. And I'll keep you posted on new things, on new courses, on additional courses. There's some, uh, there's like a kind of a level two. I mentioned drip. I have a course teaching you about drip. So if you come into the automated consultant, I'm probably going to let you know at some point that, hey, a great companion to the automated consultant is this drip course. And all of that is part of the automation. And all of it is part of just my efforts to help people who are like me and interested in automation, but maybe they don't know where to start. Maybe they're not experts. This is an expert level. I'm not trying to speak to the Zapier Jedi. That mm -hmm. person doesn't need my help. But to the person who thinks this is interesting and maybe has spent a little bit of time in Zapier, but I don't know, or who is totally new to automation, but this sounds really interesting. I am not going to waste your time. This is going to be really good stuff. And so the automations that I use to market it help drive it. You're right. It's part of how the sausage gets made. That, and, and that, so first of all, let me just say, uh, I won't say the price in case it changes from the time uh, between when we record this and when the episode comes out. But the price that I'm looking at for the amount of hours that this course would save me is crazy. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like that's the beauty of having that calculator, right? <laughs> right? How much did you make? Here's how much you could save. Here's how much you need to spend to save that amount of money. Like, so uh, that's brilliant. And then, um, you know, I've had people say to me like, well, aren't those emails like disingenuous or whatever? I'm going to tell you a story about how I fall super behind keeping my affiliates up to date with emails keeping my students up to date with what's going on. Uh, and I'm getting better and I'm trying to automate more of that. But your students get the emails when they need to, like on time, when they need that information. My students, I'm like, hey, everybody, it's been like six months since the last time you've heard from me. How's it going? Like, and so I'm not very top of mind to them. And some appreciate the infrequency, but most probably want to know, hey, I took Joe's Gutenberg course, I would like to know when the theming for Gutenberg course comes out because I need to know that too. And that is one of the sort of great benefits of automation. I talk about that all the time with my clients is for me, I will build this whole stack of, of emails that'll go out when I can, like on a Saturday afternoon when it's rainy or, you know, on a late on a Sunday night. So I can churn out maybe three or four emails and pretty soon I'll have a collection of those things in a limited time. That's so much easier for me than, ah, oh, shoot, I got to reach out to these people. I got to, I had somebody who came in and I got to make sure that this person knows that I'm very happy to have them as a customer if they want to have a discount. Like, that's, I, nobody can do business that way. That's why automation is so great because it, it gets us ahead of, it's no less work and it's no less caring about your customer. You just front load it so that in a short amount of time, you build this package of communications and then you use automation to distribute them 
in a way that helps really your audience get the most out of them. So, you know, somebody who's, an, who's uh, for instance, really interested in automation isn't going to get the same email from me as somebody who's really interested in uh, a different course I have about knowing your customers better. Or maybe they are, but they're going to have to show some behaviors so that I'm going to respect their time and their mailbox in making that happen. And that's one of the most beautiful things, uh, you know, ab- about automation and about being able to reach out in real time when your customer needs it, not when I'm available to send it. And there's a great disparity there that automation helps bridge. Yeah. And, and that's, that's brilliant, right? Because then you're not just emailing them for the sake of emailing them. You're emailing them when they need the information, not, yeah. when, you, not when you think of sending it to them. And so yeah. uh, I really like that. Um, so we talked a lot about automation. We are coming up on time or maybe a little over time, actually, but this, is, this has been fantastic. Um, so. I want, I, I do want to know what your plans for the future of this course are, but I do have a very specific question for you. Um, how do you test your automations? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I test everything as myself and I'm inside my own campaigns. And so I'll often run a campaign of an audience of one. Uh, before I launch a campaign, uh, I'll usually delay, and I don't know if this is a best practice or not, but it's what I do because I'm uh, a thorough person. Uh, I will usually plan for my campaign to start, let's say, December 1st. I will launch it to myself on, Dece- on November 15th, which means I have to be a week or two ahead of my own schedule so that I am my only customer. And then I pour over those emails. I'm looking for misspellings. I'm making sure the links are, are on point. Every once in a while, something is still a little bit haywire, and I'll have some very thoughtful uh, subscriber say, hey, dude, just wanted to let you know this didn't work as expected. And I'll be like, ah. So then I got to go back in and I'll try to fix it. But I always, I always try to test my stuff. Um, I just never want you to be on the butt end of, of my carelessness or my forgetfulness or my busy day or whatever. I always try to protect my, my audience and subscribers like that. Because I think one thing that's really important to think about is if somebody like, for instance, does that, just this course, uh, not the, the, the email course. I mean, that you didn't spend money on the automated consultant, but if you, if you give me your email address, that's currency. Like, thank you. You're a customer now. And my job as, as a provider is to take care of you as a customer. So I'm going to do the best I can. Whether you spend a dollar with me or not, if you gave me an email address because you think I might be able to help you as a person or as a professional, I'm going to take that seriously. You know, so I guess that's one of the ways that I look at it when I'm, when I'm testing uh, my automation. So what's next for the automated consultant? Well, I don't know when we're going to, when we're going to hear this, Joe, I think we said it comes out maybe six or eight weeks or something. The price is going to go up through 2019. It's at a very introductory price every quarter. Uh, it's going to go up and until it's going to land probably in the three hundreds. And, uh, I'm going to let my list know that. And, and I'm actually going to time this. So when we talk about sausage being made, I'm going to say the price is going up 50 bucks at the end of next week. If you want in now, come on in. But if you, if you wait till next week, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up. And I'm going to try that. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to try that um, through 2019 and, and see where I land that's, that's a sweet spot. But this is, I, I really wanted to try it at a very sort of introductory kind of thing because I just want to make a difference for some people who are struggling with the same thing I am. And I also want it to be a no-brainer. When you plug in that calculator, you're like, what? And I could spend that to help me solve that problem. 
even if I like only get halfway through this thing, I got to be smarter for it, you know? And that's what I wanted. I just wanted this to be something really easy and, uh, and helpful. And then, as I mentioned, this can be a suite of, I actually have a package called the automators, um, the automators engine. So there'll be other courses in my library that are all about automation and this can be a part of it. And if you're interested in that package, you can take advantage of all those things, or maybe there's other things that I do that can help you out. So I'm just trying to be somebody that's a companion to those people like you and me who are trying to make this stuff happen. That's great. And so I'll be sure to, I'll, I'll release this towards the beginning of 2019. Uh, cool. So those listening can get the best price possible, right? For this super valuable course. Um, I, uh, I do need to ask you, um, do you have any trade secrets for us? Yeah, dude, my trade secret is this. Uh, and I know you said we're pressed on time and I could nerd out about this stuff for hours. So have me on anytime, have me back anytime you feel like you are in need of a nerd because awesome. <laughs> I am your nerd, but I would encourage you anywhere that there's a blank space in, in your processes that you can fill it with something that could possibly delight somebody learn to look at your world that way. So an example is like MailChimp. And I don't know if they still have this with their rebrand, but used to be that on your, con- on your confirm launch campaign uh, screen, which you, you have to have anyway, they could just have a button that says confirm, but instead they'd have this animated chimps finger coming down on this big red arcade button and sweat would be dripping out as this animation mm-hmm. said, uh, you got this ready to go. And it just created this little moment of delight you know, and, and where a marketer can feel like, oh, this is a kindred kind of company. They get it. They get that we all have this moment of nervousness when we're going to launch a campaign like you and I just talked about. How do we test our stuff? Or Slack, it has to load anyway, but it puts these little quotes and you can customize them yourself if you want to. It's, it has to happen anyway. It's a blank space. Can you fill it with something that's a little bit interesting, a little bit on brand, a little bit delightful? So for me, it was I'm doing this automation anyway. I have this space of time between the meeting and the proposal anyway. Is there something I can do here that's just a little bit different or a little bit delightful? And that's where I came up with the, the kind of unique personalized landing page. But in your business, it can be anything. It could be a, you send a box. If somebody opens the box, could there be a little message on the inside of that box? They have to receive the box anyway. Is there some way you can elevate and escalate Delight because that is the currency of emotion and affinity and loyalty. When you do something unexpected, but that brings just a moment of joy or of humor or a smile or, ah, that's interesting. Now you are onto something that differentiates you. So that's my trade secret is look four degrees off from where you are and see where you can escalate delight for your customers. Well, I can't add anything more to that. So we'll leave it at that. Chris, thanks for so much for joining me. Where can people find you? I am at, uh, on Twitter at Chris Bintliff. I am uh, at notreallyrocketscience.com. I am at automatedconsultant.io. And if you are interested in all my courses, they are at notreallyflightschool.com. So any one of those ways is a great way to start to get to know me. I would love to get to know you. Awesome. I will link all of those in the show notes. Chris, thanks again uh, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Joe, I have so enjoyed this. Thank you, man. I think you're so cool and I'm learning from you so much. Thanks for all the things that you share on Twitter. Uh, It's really good stuff and I'm glad to reconnect with you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much to Chris for joining us today. Uh, I really liked um, his advice about kind of testing automations uh, because that's something that I've always had a problem with. Of course, his trade secret is fantastic about 
um, you know, kind of surprising and delighting somebody and those little moments of delight. And uh, in general, just his advice about automation. So uh, my question of the week for you is, what's a process in your life that you can automate? Let me know by emailing me at joe at howibuilt.it or on Twitter at jcasabona. If you liked this episode, be sure to uh, add a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people discover the show. And of course, thanks again to our sponsors, Plesk, Castos, and Pantheon. Until next week, get out there and build something. <laughs>